When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's great to be joined by Stuart Ripley. First of all, you know, yourself, what, what, a little bit about your background. You know, Middlesbrough born and buried, is that true? Yeah, I was born in Acklam, uh, in Middlesbrough. Uh, brought up as a, a Borough fan. Went to see the Borough when I was a kid and, uh, you know, stood on the Hallgate and all that and uh, enjoyed the, you know, the heroes of the day, which, you know, people like David Mills and Craig Johnson and uh, that, that, the... Bosco Jankovic and those sorts of players. So yeah, I was brought up as a as a Borough fan in Middlesbrough, and, and yeah, that was me. Uh, so obviously, when I ended up at the club, that was a, a big deal for me. Can you remember your first game? Does that stick yeah, in your memory? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, <clears throat> came on a, as a substitute against uh, Oldham. Well, uh, in the uh, I think we were in the first division then, the old first division. I can't remember. It was a very low crowd. I think it was a. It might have been a post-war record low <laughs> crowd, I think, and then the, the uh, team was struggling, and and I got drafted in for the game. Came on as a substitute. Um, I think I tripped myself up after five minutes, and uh, didn't get back in the first team for another a year or so. I think I had to go out and loan. Uh, went out on the loan to uh, Bolton uh, in what was that ninety. Five, I think it was ninety-five. Uh, sorry, it, it, eighty-five. Taking yeah. ten years, I think. So, uh, <laughs> uh, in, in eighty-five, yeah, and then um, played six or seven games for Bolton. Had a really good time, and I scored on my debut, which always always helps. And uh, and then came back to the club and was in the first team from from that point onwards. Really. When you were a kid, were you was it just football? Were you football daft? Was it? You know, did you yeah, play, it was always football. No, I was at a school that was very football orientated uh, there was no rugby uh, we did we played a little bit of cricket but uh, I wasn't really into cricket but yeah it was always football it was football 24-7 for me you know just you know, like all kids do or, uh, of that era or kids were doing of that era just playing in the street kicking around with your mates and yeah it was just football 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 did you go and watch matches with your mates as well or were you did, were you the, the, did, did when you... I was a bit older yeah I, mean, yeah. Uh, I used to Got a few matches with my dad and my granddad uh, when I was, you know, really quite small, and then later on, as I got as a teenager, I'd go with me schoolmates and watch a, uh, uh, yeah, watch from the stands. Being the same generation as me, it wasn't always the safest environment, was it? Football in those days, as, no. as, a, as a supporter. <clears throat> no, well, I mean, uh, I didn't, I didn't go to away games. To be fair, so I was always, uh, it was generally the home, the, uh, the home games. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't come across any trouble in those days. Uh, uh, yeah, just, that was just my experience. Yeah, just keep your head down. <coughs> Absolutely. You weren't looking for it, so... Oh, no, no. Definitely, <laughs> definitely In terms of playing, um, when, you were, when you were a young lad, when you were at school, or when you were just playing with your mates, was, was it, was it your, your speed that stood you apart amongst yeah, everything I was, else? I mean, I was, I was always physically strong as a, as a teenager, and I was probably, I'd matured quite quite early and you know at that age you know physical strength and does does impact on the game doesn't it you know you've seen the big the big lad in in, in the schoolyard sort of thing but um yeah I was I was relatively quick but um 
I was I was a midfield player. I was a centre centre midfield player at that time. So I was uh, um, you know playing for the school teams and the county teams and the, played for the Middlesbrough but Borough Boys, the old Borough Boys team, which we had a exceptional team which went on to win the English Schools Trophy. Uh, so there were some very very good players in that team who were all signed up for various clubs. Uh, well, well, Colin West was there. He went. I think he went to Chelsea. Stephen Gardner went to Manchester United. Chris Ledbetter who ended up uh, having a good career at um, Cambridge and, and, and some of the other lower league teams. So some very very good players in that team who were all signed up for, you know, some of the big teams. Uh, you, we talked about you know learning the game. Or, there wasn't a lot of coaching around in those days, was there? You know. Prior to obviously joining joining clubs like Burry, a lot of it was instinctual, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. When you now that you mention it, it probably wasn't that uh, focus on coaching. Yeah, you just you just went out and played and and learned, you know, trial and error. Really, you know. Uh, sometimes I think that's not the worst thing because I think sometimes you can have good good traits coached out of you. Sometimes, you know. In terms of your Borough heroes, you mentioned the sort of team you were watching. It would be the Jack Chart and John Neal era. Yeah. Who, who, in particular, of the Borough players, were, were the ones you really looked up to, who, who you worshipped? Well, in the, uh, the first sort of player that I can sort of remember, sort of worshipping, if you like, it was, it was Stan Cummins. You remember Stan <laughs> yeah, Cummins? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then moved on, and uh, Dave, players like David Mills, who was lucky enough to be. Uh, coached by when I went to Middlesbrough, um, and but I think that my sort of hero of the day was Heine Otto. Uh, Big Heine. Yeah, he was a Dutch lad, wasn't he? He's a, mm. he was all seemed very exotic at the time to have a Dutch player. <laughs> it was unusual, wasn't he? Yeah, a foreign yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and uh, like I said Bosco Jankovic yeah, and players like players like that. Um, but yeah, they, they, but they were, they were you know we had a we had a good side and some good players coming through. How, how did you get spotted by Borough? Can you remember? Do you know, it's difficult. I mean, I was obviously playing in the Middlesbrough boys team. That was that an ambition, was, by the way? Was it always? Is that what you wanted to be? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I think it, it, I was asked to go down to Middlesbrough by when I was about fourteen. I think thirteen, fourteen. It hadn't really crossed my mind to be honest. I was just playing my football and enjoying it, and uh, I didn't really think, right, I, you know, I want to be a professional footballer. But obviously, when someone came along and said, "Come down to the club and train with us." Then it started to become a possibility, or and then started thinking about it. But uh, I can't remember ever thinking, you know, I'm going to be a professional footballer. It was I was more, you know, I was I was obviously trying hard at school. And you did well at school, didn't you? Did all right, yeah. Uh, I had to work hard. I wasn't, I was no genius, but I had to work hard, and and I did. You know, I'm a, my parents have uh, educational background, so my dad was headmaster, my mum's a teacher, and. Right. And they sort of guided me, set me off in the right direction. Because, I mean, it's, it's no joke, but there's a lot of lads in football, they get the football bug and they don't stick in in school. And, yeah. and you left with some decent qualifications, didn't you? Yeah, I can't remember. I think I, uh, I, think I had eight or nine O-levels. It was O-levels at the time. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I had something to, to fall back on if, if, it, if it hadn't gone well. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, it, it's... Sometimes you need a stroke, a look, and a break, and and you get you you know you get into football. But there's there's plenty of good players who don't quite get the the, the break that they need. 
and it's important that they stick in at school. You know. uh, were Borough the only club interested in you? Yeah, I went to Manchester City and I think I went to Leicester uh, and there was a few bit of interest. I was interested from a couple of other clubs, you know. But yeah, there was a, there was a few other clubs interested, but as soon as Middlesbrough came in and, and obviously uh, that that allowed would have allowed me to stay at home and uh, and develop my football from you know from from Middlesbrough. That was really the only option for me. Just training on a night was it? On, in the, in yeah, if you remember, they had. Um, had an old gym uh, attached to the side of uh, to the, to the yeah. And we used to go in there and play five sides and and kick lumps out of each other. Basically, <laughs> yeah. what did that group start coming together? The group that would emerge in nineteen eighty six. We we yeah. we all together from about eighty three eighty four onwards. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, the 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 younger players who emerged into that eighty six team who were who was there. People like Mowbray, Gary Hamilton, Gary Gill. Uh, who else was there? There was, was Coops, Lee Turnbull, Cooper. Yeah, yeah th- those sorts of players were all in and around the club at that period of time. But there was obviously uh, other older pros mixed in there. But of course, when the club went into decline, the older pros who had connections in football were, you know, they as professional footballers do, they went off and earned a trade elsewhere. Whereas the young lads like myself and Coops and people like that, we we had nowhere to go. We had no experience in football, and we had no connections in football, and and so we were pretty much, you know, we were not stones as stuff, but we had that. That was it for us. We had to, to to stay in Middlesbrough and see what happened. Did it feel like it was a club in the decline at the time? It did, yeah. We got. Well, I mean, I remember we had literally not no money at all. There was no training kit. There was nothing. We we had a big, giant basket full of old jumpers, and and uh, you know clothes that we used to bring in, throw them in the basket and, and it was like a free-for-all trying to get the warmest jumper in winter, you know. It genuinely was like that, you know, and it was, we had nothing uh, and we were training at, uh, at Hutton Road and various other parks where there was, you know, people laugh about it now and think I'm joking but it was, you know, full of glass and dog shit, you know. <laughs> so we were, if you did a slide tackle, you either got, you know, covered in shit or cut to pieces, you know. It's it's a far cry, isn't it, from the the, the, the academy footballers today? The yeah, I mean, they, they genuinely they don't know the bond. They really don't. But it was it was good because that's it's like any you know. Often in life, a little bit of adversity brings people together, doesn't it? And that's I think you know t- training in those conditions and having no training kit and having to jump in cars and or you know car sharing driving all over it. Does bring a little a little bit of spirit to the to the squad, yeah. Who were the who, which of the managers would would he have been working with at the time? Obviously, Willie Madrum was there. Willie was there, and then and then Bruce came mm-hmm. and Bruce Rioch, yeah. How did you how did you relate with the different managers? Did you obviously you were a young lad, so you were only on the fringes of the team at the time. Yeah, I mean, I was obviously grateful for Willie because Willie gave, gave me my debut at Middlesbrough, and that was a big thing for me, you know. And even though I came on for about I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. At the end of the game, just literally to put that shirt on and and run out at Ayrson Park for me was was just a fabulous experience. And uh, you know, I didn't play well, but just just the actual you know the thought that I'd, I'd managed to play for my hometown team and the club that I was literally supporting twelve months earlier that was that was great for me. So I was always be grateful for that. And then when Bruce came in, he 
he had a massive influence, massive influence on me personally, and I would say virtually all the players at that club, the, the young players who were left, um, he, he moulded us into a very, very good team, and you know, started a lot of the players off and, and pretty successful careers really. Yeah, when you look at it, you were, you were almost, it was almost a school environment, wasn't it? You had a group of young lads yeah. just fresh out of school. You had this mm. this authority figure, though obviously a great footballer in his own right when he was a young man as well. Fabulous, yeah. Yeah, in Scottish International, won, I think they won championships as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so was it a real, was, it an, was he an awesome figure in terms of his profile? Yeah, well, he was obviously massively respected for his... Uh, you know, for his playing abilities and what he'd achieved in, in, in the game. Um, it was a moment in time where he was the perfect person for the job. Um, he probably wouldn't get away with the things that he did, or, uh, you know, in this, in this day and age. But I'm grateful for his input into my career and, and, and that era because it was exactly we needed. We actually needed bullying a little bit and, and uh, moulding it into a good side and he, he did a fantastic job to be fair It sounds a bit um, a, a bit fantastic or a bit of an exaggeration but is it fair to say that without the circumstances of 1986 mm. players like yourself may never have got that early break Absolutely and may never have ultimately become professional footballers Quite possibly you, you, you know you, this is what I'm saying to you there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of luck involved you know you, you'd like to think that You'd have the talent to, to come through at some point in time, but you know you need a break. You need to get in the first team. You need to show what you what you're capable of. And a lot of players, you know, can sit at clubs and don't. Can you know can sit? You can, you know if you've got a I had a fabulous right winger at the club in front of me, I might not even got the chance. You know, I've not got the chance to do twenty two. And also, it's it's not so much the 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 the, the chance to play the first few games. It's the chance to develop. So we, you know, by the time I was, uh, you know, in my early twenties, I played like two hundred games or something <laughs> ridiculous. You know, and, and and you learn from experience. You learn from you get you get a bit match savvy, uh, um, you know, and you, you start to recognise situations that have occurred before. When you when you've played you know that many games, you, you start to get a, uh, become a um, a more intelligent footballer because you recognise uh, situations that have. Before, unlike a lot of modern day players, and even at some clubs in that area, you, you, your generation, that group of players were making, were learning the game, making their mistakes out in public, but you weren't being dropped mm. immediately. You were allowed well, we, to, we couldn't be dropped. Yeah, exactly. It was 13. Yeah. I think at one point we literally had 13 players, we had just enough to make, I think it was two subs at the time, yeah. so it was not, wasn't a matter of you know, you. If I played badly, I got dropped. It wasn't you were in the team, and that was it. Because there was no one else. But then, so especially initially, I mean, we, yeah. we built the squad up yeah. over over the next year, twelve months to eighteen months. So the squad did did get built up, you know. But but we got the opportunity to to, to play and learn. That was the big thing. And that was a double edged sword, wasn't it? Because the one side of it, you did, as you say, you get the opportunity to learn from your mistakes because you'll know you'll probably be out there the next week and the mm. week after that. The other side of that is that. It's, it could be a pretty unforgiving place at times there some part oh, when, when the gates were low the chicken run yeah. you know the, a few of you got some pelters didn't you when you, when you had the bad times yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we got we, it's, a, it's a tough crowd the Middlesbrough crowd is a tough crowd I mean I couldn't believe it. When, I, when I signed for for Blackburn I couldn't believe the difference uh, in the, the, the sort of 
uh, what's the word, the, the ferocity of, mm. the, of the Middlesbrough crowd, you know. And you, you, if you weren't playing well, you got it. Mm. And that was just the way it was. It was but it was a good grounding for me because, you know, when, when, when you... Of course, when you, what the problem is, you see, when people forget that, that, that some footballers are young, young human beings, just young men, you know, basically children sometimes. You can 17, 18 year old boys who have <clears throat> come out of the school system being told they're the best things since sliced bread, or oh, you're great, you're this, that, and the other. And the next thing, you, you're running down the wing in front of the whole gear, and you've got everyone telling you useless and not so, and not those and not those words you know what I mean and, and it's, it's when you're 16 you know 17, 18, 19 that's tough you know it's a tough psychologically to be uh, exposed to that uh, I, found, I found sink, it tough yeah a sink or swim situation I guess yeah and you just gotta but the one thing about the borough crowd is it's that well it's most crowds as well if, if they see that you putting the effort in they'll forgive you quite a lot you know if they think well yeah, he's made a mistake, he's lost the ball or whatever, but you run back and you try and tackle and you try and make amends, they'll, they'll cut you some slack. It's when you don't do that, those sorts of things. And that, that, that stand, stood me in good stead because, you, you know, you go through form as, a, as a, a player. Sometimes everything's just flowing, it's great. But in the bad times, when you're struggling a little bit, you know that, right, I have to dig in here, I have to put some tackles in, I have to run around, and you, and you buy yourself a little bit of time to with the crowd you know I mean when you're doing well you've got loads of friends but when you're doing badly who were the people you could you know you have a quiet word with and put an arm around your shoulder who kept, you know who helped you through it if you had a couple of tough matches well I, I was quite I was close to, to Gary Hamilton but uh, I wouldn't say put his arm around <laughs> it just it was it was it was a really it was a ruthless uh, ruthless dressing room in those days and, and that's not a bad thing at a football club because it made us quite sort of psychologically strong and you, you know, it was if you if you couldn't handle it wasn't just on the pitch. It's in the dressing room that uh, a lot of footballers live and die. Because if you can't handle that, and you can't handle the you know the the stick that's flying around, then forget about it because you're not going to be able to survive in football. And it was it was a tough it was tough out on the pitch, and it was tough out in in, in the dressing room as well. There was no mercy given whatsoever. Even know? when you were doing well and winning promotion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we but it was you know it was. Um, well, the, you know, as we went on, and we the, those sort of eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, those that was one of those times when everything just started to slot into place, and everything was flowing, and we had we had a great team, then we had a really good team, and um, I mean, they were some of the happiest times of my career. And obviously, I went on to Blackburn and, and won the Premier League, so that's a big deal for me, obviously. But when I look back on my career, those initial three, four, five years were just wonderful for me. You know, I loved every minute. What was the scenario for you on a typical daily basis? Would you, you know, you'd be living at home, you know, jump out? I mean, was it yeah, initially I was living at home and, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, myself and Gary Hamilton and Gary Gill, we'd go and, go and play, some, we'd, we'd train and uh, and then we'd go off and play a few games of snooker in uh, Enough Park, Park and... And uh, probably had a couple of beers, which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> but you know, but uh, that was it, it. Was a different world altogether then football. You know, it was only really when in sort of nineteen ninety one, and I just I was just leaving Middlesbrough at the time. And obviously, the money money started coming in. There was an influx of money coming into the game, and players' salaries became massively separated from the working man's salary you know mm -hmm. we were earning nice money but it wasn't you know the working man we were 
you know, double, triple what the working man was in. When the money came in, and then you started in 10, 20, th- then the scrutiny comes on mm. on the player, you know. You, you, can't, you can't be in a bar, you know, knocking back two or three pints on it. Do you know what I mean? You can't do it because, you know, because people are, are less forgiving when, when, you, when you, you know, you're earning those sort of, the sorts of figures that we were earning in the 90s and, and now it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's astronomical. You worked with Toddy both as, when he was Bruce's assistant and when he was manager. How did you get on with Toddy? Yeah, fine. I, I, I like Toddy. Um, when he became manager, I struggled under uh, Colin Todd a little bit because... I was injured uh, most of the time. Um, I had a car crash and shifted my pelvis. Uh, and so pretty much all of Colin Todd's uh, tenure as manager, I was injured and I didn't really know it. Um, I, when Lenny Lawrence came to the club, he sent me to uh, London to buy my it was called. It was like a state-of-the-art uh, physical testing centre or whatever you want to call it. And they diagnosed that I'd shifted pelvis and sent me to osteopaths and I got it sorted uh, but I had a tough period for about 18 months where um, I was playing in just agony and, oh. and, and I was struggling badly and I was tearing my hamstring and that's where I, I started to pull my hamstring because my pelvis was shifted forwards or whichever way it was shifted um, and then I start, and obviously when you start getting um Hamstring injuries are difficult to, to get rid of because it lays down scar tissue and you get a weakness and one thing leads to another. So I'm, I'm eternally grateful for Lenny Lawrence coming to the club because at the time I was really struggling and he, he, he literally fixed it within weeks. Once I diagnosed it and, and had manipulation on my pelvis, everything fell back into place and, and I had actually a really good season that season it was the last season I was at Middlesbrough which we'll talk about that in a second <coughs> the time you were injured and you were playing through would that be around about 91 when you got through the playoff semis against Notts County because I think remember watching matches around that time and it was clear that you were um, struggling um, no it was about 90 was it yeah it was the year well I left in 91 it was, it was 1992 it, didn't you was it 89, 90 or could have been yeah like had been relegated and it was when been. we got to Wembley we played at Wembley didn't ZDS. we ZDS yeah yeah around that time uh, around that time I was really struggling mm-hmm. physically and I didn't know why and it was really uh, you know upsetting because I, I couldn't I basically couldn't sprint which is which, is your strength, which was it? my yeah. sort of uh, you know the the, the, the um, ability to to run fast was obviously one of my assets but if you if you tear your hamstring and it leaves it it doesn't just leave a, a physical scar it leaves a psychological scar because you're frightened to push yourself so you're always operating at like 70-80% rather than just pushing it gets off, in you your know. head yeah exactly so I, I struggled I had a tough 18 months there where I was I was uh, struggling with things. Just quick backpedal. <clears throat> How did the loan to Bolton come about? Who was their manager at the time? Uh, it was Phil Neal. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember. So I just got pulled into Bruce's office and he said, you're going to Bolton. That was it. It was not like, do you want to go to Bolton? It was, get pack your bags, you're going. You know. And I actually thought that was me out of the club, to be honest. And I thought, well, all right, well. Um, and I've spoken to Bruce about this before, uh, you know, uh, quite recently actually and he was saying no you always wanted to bring you back you know just wanted to go and give you some experience you know so uh, but in my mind I thought right well this is me gone you know 
You got some England under twenty one recognition, didn't you? What was that like? Yeah. Yeah, well I played in the youth team as well. I had some youth caps, I think I got eight or nine youth caps. Went over to China, had some good experiences of with some great play you know, played some great players of 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 that of my era, you know, Gascoigne, um, Paul Merson, Raw Castle. He used to, you know, talented Thomas, Thomas you know, uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, so so I was obviously mixing with some really top players of that of that era. You know, was it obvious Gazza was decent at that time? Like he was he was head and shoulders above everyone else. I mean, I think it was more in the under twenty ones. I got sort of playing with Gazza. I went to a tournament in Toulon mm-hmm. with him, and you know, there were some really really good players in the squad, uh, but he was just. Outrageously good, you know. I mean, he, he was he was he was crackers then. Like, you know, he was he was he was, uh, he was just a bundle of energy. But you know, he, he once he, he had an outlet then, which was his was which was the football pitch. You know, and you put him on it, and he was just a genius. You, know? well, you were young at the time. Were you, a lot of young players don't really appreciate that opportunity to travel the world and play football. No. Were you able to sing? I don't think I did. I don't. I mean, no, I don't think I even. Appreciated that, that uh, you know the ability to go to to places like you know China and Albania and all the, you know places you wouldn't necessarily uh, go. Uh, you would certainly wouldn't go to Albania on holiday anyway. But, <laughs> but you know you, you you're getting the opportunity to see some see the world and and, and I, I didn't I didn't appreciate it at the time. Just uh, daft as a brush. You know. If we can talk about some of the special times. Um, Promotion in '87, that season '86, '87. Mm. Uh, again, to put it in perspective, a lot of people who achieve success at a young age just think it's always going to be like that. Yeah. Was that a bit like the case for yourself? No, not really, because I'd <clears throat> because I'd had a taste of relegation. Because uh, the first season when I played at Oldham, we got relegated that season. I think was it Shrewsbury or somewhere? Like yeah, Shrewsbury. That was the third division. Yeah, and so I. Felt the doom and gloom around the club at that time, and and then so I'd sort of I know what you're saying, and, and obviously when I got we got in the team, we had that very successful uh, two two or three years, and but I I'd, I'd, I'd a little taste of what it could be like, um, and when you when you're actually in a club that is getting relegated, it's not a nice place to be, you know. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the fact that the gates, as you say, were down at record low levels. It was, mm. you know, four, I think it was four or five thousand, wasn't yeah. it, at the estimate times. Yeah, yeah. What was it like being in the team when suddenly there was a, there was a momentum building oh, and the crowds were coming back, 86, 87? It was fantastic. It was just, I mean, there was nowhere like Essen Park in in that 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 um, particular two or three years. There was no like, nowhere like Essen Park. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, we you know, we were starting getting, like, Double figures, twelve, fifteen thousand people. You know, I, I can't remember what the the uh, actual figures were, but it just the noise was incredible. And I think because it was an old ground and they had the wooden, they had the wooden seats and the wooden stands. And then the the, the borough fans started that like banging. Bang on, yeah. Well, it was, I mean, it must have been terrifying. I mean, I've spoken to other players who who said, "Oh God, we didn't like going to Madison Park." You know, it was like going into the Lions Den. It really was. It was. It was horrific for them, but for us, it was just amazing to be running out there. And that it was such a fabulous ground, Essen Park. Uh, I mean, I, I like going back to the Riverside, but I don't think you can ever recreate that sort of atmosphere. Um, it was funny, it was funny, really. Yeah, on the, oh yeah, on the, the night matches. It was just 
just marvellous, you know. But it's, it's funny because obviously Connor's been played for uh, Oldham and, and, and Motherwell and going to their grounds, I just loved it because it was a little bit like, you know, the the Ayrson Park. With, uh, it was just like old school football and I really, I've just loved going and watching it and sitting in those old stands, you know. You won promotion in '87. Was there any belief that you could go straight back through the division and go into the the, the, the old first division, win promotion again? You mean on the, the second yeah. the promotion? Yeah. When you went into that season, was the belief there that you could kick on? Was it more? We knew we were a good side. I mean, we we were we knew we had good individuals in the side and we were particularly, we were well drilled we, 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 we sort of fancied ourselves a little bit I think we we were just young 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 lads with that sort of enthusiasm and we hadn't had uh, we didn't have the, any cynicism about ourselves or anything at that time we were just full of you know just enjoying our football and it, and, and then he, it, Bruce brought some some good players in as well he brought Paul Kerr in and he brought Dean Glover in from Villa Mark Burke um, and so I enhanced the squad a, a little bit, and yeah, it, it, we just we just on a roll, and you just keep going, don't you? Middlesbrough had a chance to win automatic promotion, didn't they? The famous Leicester match. When mm, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did yeah. you think the chance had gone then that day? Yeah, we did. I think. Well, some of us did. I think. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's the famous thing with Bruce, didn't he? I mean, you couldn't do it now, of course, but he came in and said, right. Uh, we're going to put some money on us to to go up, you know. And we we put uh, I think they put a bet on us ourselves to 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 win the um, to win the playoffs. But that that match at, uh, it was at Chelsea, wasn't it? That, yeah. was, that was unbelievable. I mean, we got a one nil lead, didn't we? Going into uh, it was two nil going into the two nil was it? I think yeah, so. yeah, two nil. Yeah, that's, that's right. And then this yeah. and Chelsea scored at the bridge early on. So that I must admit, you know, after they scored, I thought this could this could go wrong here, you know. But obviously, we we hung on and we had we had a lot of grit, you know, in that in, in the side really. Yeah, but uh, that was that was a, a great day really. And yeah, it was a bit, bit terrifying at the end. A lot of angry Chelsea fans started coming on the pitch. It, it, it sounds a bit dramatic, but there was a genuine link then those days, wasn't there, between the players and the fans? You know, the fans were in the away end that day. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you were, mm, once they cleared the pitch, you were able to go down and celebrate with them. And then that, it was almost as though everyone was in There was a together. massive connection between the players and the fans. And, and, and I, I used to play at Ayrson Park. On a on a on a Saturday, and then I go to Cork Club uh, after the game. Was where I went. I went to to the, the workmen's club after the game, you know, and meeting all the lads who'd been watching. The, you know, I used to they used to give me all sorts of sticks, but I used to love going yeah. in there, you know. Because, but you had that direct connection with the working man and and the guy who was watching you on, and you know, and, and I don't think that exists anymore, you know. And the journey you made from 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 eighty six to, to to winning promotion at the first division, it'd been it, it there was just, there was like a fairy tale story, a beginning, the middle, and an end, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. We was just we, like I say, we were just on a, a a roll, and it just kept going and going. And to be honest, when we got into the uh, the first division, which you know the top division because it was the first division then, mm. uh, we shouldn't have been relegated that season. We we we. Just got relegated to a little bit of naivety. If we'd have had a, uh, a little bit more, you know, nous at the higher level and being able to kill a couple of games off, we'd have stayed up that season. We were good enough to, 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 to stay up into that league. It was really disappointing to get relegated. We didn't have, 
it's funny because the, the fans we got relegated, but the fans uh, I don't I think they had a good it was a, quite a good season. We had some good performances, you know. But unfortunately, we just you know dropped at the, the very last. But are you the sort of footballer who, um, when you when you go to a, a Liverpool and Liverpool were the, the club in those days mm. or a Manchester United, one of, you know the the, the the first division's biggest clubs in those days, were you we were able to. You know, think, wow! I can't believe I'm playing at this level. Or do you just take it in your stride? Uh, no, I, I, I remember going to Old Trafford and, and, and particularly Anfield at the time. Like you said, they, they were the, the team, at the, and thinking, oh, God, this is fantastic. You know, can you believe I'm here? You know, um, but we performed well on those grounds. I, I always remember. Um, I can't remember what year it was. Uh, we played Liverpool. I think they just won the league. I think it was the first time that we I played Liverpool, and I've never had a footballing lesson like that. It was all, it was like they were playing a different game altogether. We couldn't get near them, and we were a good side. We you know we were a decent side. They were just head and shoulders above us, and they, 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 I think they played the game at Aston Park. I think the biggest four 0 fight. It could have been fourteen 0 <laughs> It was just so good, you know. And that was like a, a realization for me that yeah, we were we were okay and we'd done well. But if you wanted to go right to the top, then that was, you know, you really had to sort of uh, up your game. Because those players of that era, I mean, it was Rush and Beardsley, Barnes, that team, we were just absolutely fantastic, you know. But a struggle when they were relegated, after, after relegation, the following season, there was a little battle against relegation again. Yeah. Do you think Brucey ran out of steam a little bit? I know he left the club in, in 1990. Yeah, I think what happened was, like I said before, there was like, there was a window of opportunity for him to exert himself in the way that he wanted to, and, and I, I use the word bully. He wasn't a bully. He just he you know he had his methods and he and he projected them onto the players. The problem was that three, four, five years in, in a footballer's life is a long time, and you become we'd gone from being young, young sort of men that he could mould. To older, older pros who weren't prepared to be browbeaten, yeah. yeah, and 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 so the methods that he probably wanted to use that had brought him massive success with Middlesbrough weren't working anymore, and he also brought in a couple of uh, more experienced players, people like D- uh, Peter Davenport. Um, can't remember who else he brought in, but Trevor Senior, yeah, Trevor Senior, and who'd, who'd been around a little bit, and they, you know, they weren't going to uh, stand for the. The methods that had been exerted upon Skills us, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so there started to be a, a little bit of a unrest in 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 the in the club at that point. Still a shock when he went, though. It was for me, yeah, because um, you know I I, I I still to this day think that uh, Bruce Rieck was a you know one of the best managers that I've ever played under. He, he gave us all sort of um, a framework uh, of of how to play the game, you know, I mean, and, and a lot of players, you know, I, I would imagine even, you know, if you talk to Tony Mowbray now, he'll have had a, he'll be coaching his teams now and, and there'll be parts of what he's doing to, to this day that will go back to his initial sort of coaching from Bruce Wright. Yeah. The ZDS final and the, the run to that final, it was a little bit of a, a, a ray of sunshine in an otherwise disappointing season, yeah. wasn't it? yeah. How do you look back on that? Um, well, it was around the time I was struggling uh, f- physically um, with injuries. So 
that, that wasn't the best era for me. I remember I, it, it was debatable whether I, would, I was going to play at Wembley. Um, I actually played centre forward uh, in the game. I'm not sure why. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was obviously a great experience to play at Wembley um, and against Chelsea. And, and it's just funny now because Wembley is used so much more in, in, in terms of like semi-finals and other games. It seems to have lost its luster. But back in, you know, in that era, it was just a massive thing to... to to turn out at Wembley, especially for Middlesbrough, because I don't think they'd been there before. I think it was the first time. It was the first time, first time they'd ever got yeah. to Wembley, so it was a big day for the fans as well. You managed to avoid the drop that season, although it was a, it was a close run thing. And um, the following season, under Toddy, you kicked on and, and reached the playoffs. Mm. Um, although it seemed quite a, a bit of a chill, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was never. It was a sort of hit and miss season. We were sort of, yeah, we were struggling a little bit. I mean, we ended up sort of. Uh, did we get in the playoffs? I can't. Did we? Yeah, the playoffs? The semi-finals against Notts County. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but in reality, we weren't playing good, particularly good, great football, and it, it wasn't. It didn't feel like a successful season. Weirdly enough, you know. The following season, when Lenny came in, mm. you mentioned the fact that he, he helped <clears throat> you get through your injury problems. Obviously, Borough won promotion that season, mm. so. Were you enjoying your football again? Or well, you, you as, left that season? As soon as I was fit again, you know, properly fit, I was enjoying my football again. Because, obviously, a lot of my game was based on physicality, getting around the pitch, getting beyond people, running past people. And and once I could do that again, I started to play well again. And I had, I had one of my best seasons for Middlesbrough that season. And we had uh, myself and John Hendry on, the, on the, the, the wings and we were, you know, giving people a hard time. John was a great player. I really enjoyed sort of playing on the opposite mm-hmm. side of him, um, and of course Bernie was Bernie, scoring, his, you know, doing his thing. And we had a, we had a really good team there, and, and, and I, I particularly enjoyed playing with Paul Wilkinson because Paul was just he was just a brilliant target man. And, and for me, I knew that I could, if I put the ball in the right area, he'd attack it. You know, he'd get something on it, so he'd either score himself or he'd get get something on it would get knocked down so it made it easier uh, when you've got a player like that um, who you know is going to attack the cross you know just get the ball in the right area you don't have to, to be too clever with it mm-hmm. you don't have to pick someone out you know um, you just have to put it in the right oh, area yeah. you know there's, not, there's a lot of like smoke and mirrors in football these days it's, it's quite a simple game in, in truth you know put it in the right area and if you've got a centre forward who will attack it, it ends up in the back of the net. And you, you know, I played with Alan Shearer. You know, all he used to say, put it in, put it in. You know, don't look up, put it in the right area. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we used to do. We knew we had best striker in the country, and you give him the opportunities, you know, the score. You know. The Wolves match was a dramatic day. Oh, wasn't it was amazing day. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> still to this day, still to this day, do not know how it won that game, especially when Nicky Moran got sent off. Um, yeah, I definitely thought we'd blown it that day. It was, a, it was, it was just a, it was a great season. We had a great season. We played some brilliant football. Uh, I personally enjoyed it because Lenny gave me a lot of freedom to, to uh, switch wings, to to go up front every now and again. So I, I, I enjoyed playing on, under Lenny. Uh, I would have liked to have played more under him, um, but it, and it obviously culminated in that fantastic, exciting game at the end which he couldn't have written really I can, I can still see that ball in my mind's eye now when 
Paul was Wilkes when he headed it, and I can see the spin on the <laughs> ball as it's going like this, and I'm watching really? it, thinking. I remember thinking, it's going to go in that because it's spinning like this, you know, and it hit the post and went in. I still, still see it to this day. You, what was the decision behind leaving? Because you, you'd be going back to the first division then, ninety two years. It wouldn't be quite the Premier League. Yeah, I mean. So I'd had a, I'd had a good was season. at the start of the Premier League, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Three, so you, would, you had a it chance was, yeah. at the Premier League with Burr or, or obviously Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what it was is I had a, lot, I'd had a bit of interest. I think uh, Brian Little, I'd spoke to Brian Little at uh, Leicester and he wanted me to go down there. So they did just got... Uh, no, no, I'll tell you what it was. It, um, Leicester played... Funnily, Leicester played Blackburn in the playoff final and Brian rang me and said, look, if we get up, we're getting the Premier League. Do you want to come? And I was like, "Well, I'd, I'd be interested, yeah." And so when Blackburn beat Leicester, I was thinking, "Ah, right, chance gone." And then of course, Black- it's funny how things work out. Blackburn, Kenny Dalglish rings me up and says, "You know, we'd like you to come to Blackburn." Well, so it's funny how things turn out, really. But I think the decision for me about leaving Middlesbrough was more to do with I wanted to. I'd had a fantastic time at the club. I'd had a great season that season got back to my best and I wanted to, if I was going to leave the club, I wanted to leave on a, on a good note because that's, that's my hometown team, you know, so and I always get a great reception if I ever go back to Middlesbrough, people give me, you know, I, it was the right decision for me, definitely because when I left, I left with uh, images of me playing well, not, you know, struggling with hamstring injuries. So it was quite a, quite a calculated decision to be honest. Uh, I thought, right, I'm going to go and I'm going to go out when I'm, at the high, so and what you'd be about twenty four in those days. Twenty four, twenty five, yeah. yeah. So, so it was a, it was you were pr- approaching potentially your peak, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel as though Middlesbrough was the right platform for you at the time. Well, because Blackburn, I know that Kenny Kenny yeah. the manager, but there's no guarantee they would do what they. Were, I don't did. think anyone really expected them to win the league <laughs> no. to do as well as they did. But you've got to, you know, Kenny Dalglish doesn't turn up at Blackburn. For no reason. No. And that's was my thing. I'm thinking, well, there's got to be something big going on here. I mean, I, you know, I spoke to him and spoke to people about what was going on and the, the influx of money that was going to come into it from um, from Jack Walker. And they told me they were going to sign this young lad from Southampton, Alan Shearer, who they thought a lot of. Because, you know, yeah, he wasn't a superstar then. No. Um, and it just convinced me really that, that it was it'd be a good move and uh, geographically it was not too far away and, and from family and friends and whatever. So it seemed like a, a, a good move, but I, 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 you know, there's no way I could sit here and say in three years from that point onwards I'd be picking the Premier League trophy up, you know, so. to a washed up 
32-year-old with body parts dropped off him, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, in, sometimes things are best left alone, you know. Rob, there's a huge momentum then, didn't there? Similar to maybe to Westwood Park, when Ewood Park, before they rebuilt yeah, it, yeah. I'm sure it was bouncing, oh, it was, um, yeah. finished, I think it was fourth, second, and then first. Did it feel great to be part of that whole thing? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's hard to describe really, but I know sort of say, you know, actually the, the, year we, the, the year we came second was the best football I'd ever been involved in, even better than, really not better than the actual um, championship winning uh, year. We, I remember just lying up in, in tunnels before the game, looking around me, it was just annoying. It wasn't a question of where we were, we, we were going to be. It was just, no, quite, I looked at the players around me and just had like unbelievable confidence in, in, in your teammates, in yourself, in your teammates, in your club and everything. It was like really sort of, you know, it was incredible, really. Uh, I mean, obviously, we had, we had the gym at the ground, which was Alan Shearer, who was just absolutely incredible. And, and people forget that he had, he had a, a terrible knee injury and he was out of the game for quite a long time as well. Did his cruise ship? He did his cruise ship. And he came back and he was a different, he was a different type of player. I mean, when he first signed for Blackburn, he was absolutely incredible. He was all over the place. He was knocking people around. He was holding the ball up. He was scoring goals. He was chasing around. He was just absolutely phenomenal. And then he had his injury, but he was clever enough to modify his games ever so slightly to just fit, become a, a, a finisher, you know what I mean? He wasn't chasing on the wings all the time, but he was just an amazing player. So. He promotes his image, doesn't he, of the, uh, the <coughs> century creosote on the weekend and all that kind of stuff. But I've heard a few stories about the dressing room could be a bit wild at times. Yeah. Training ground, yourself, David Batty, people like that, Alan Shearer. Yeah, it was a lot of things I wouldn't dare mention. But Alan's... Now, I wouldn't have a bad, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a bad word said about Alan because he, for all the adulation that he, that's been heaped upon him, and rightly so, he's, all, he's, he's still a nice bloke. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's still got a little bit of humility about him. And, uh, no, I like him. He, he's, he's, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, but he's, he's, he's not quite the... Uh, the man of the we, we all, we all, you know, all footballers are very... Particularly these days as well, you know, you know, you've got cameras and iPhones or whatever you want to be. You've, you've got to be very, very careful, and you're better off just being a bit bland, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <coughs> With the title itself, a lot of players just don't don't ever get that opportunity. Stephen Gerrard's never won a Premier League title. What did that mean to you? And what was that final day like against Liverpool? It was a roller coaster. I mean, we, we very nearly blew it, to be honest. We, we had it in the bag with like five games to go. I mean, you know, the, the, the table doesn't lie. We were the best. We were the best team in the country uh, in that season, but we, we fell over the line. Just about, you know, uh, we just did enough. Um, but the game at Anfield was bizarre. It was like because the Liverpool fans didn't want United to win it, and we were getting mixed messages, you know, false information. They were first time at night, well. Yeah, and uh, I think Andy called him out, five chances to score, and blew them across, I suppose. Yeah, he, he pulled up some 
amazing saves in the last 10 minutes, you know, which of course we didn't know that at the time, but, you know, we got there in the end, and, and it was obviously great to be at Anfield and to be left in the end, and the Liverpool fans were very, very generous with us as well. Really. And did you ever dream of winning a title when you, when you were a younger player? I didn't, uh, well, no, not really. I mean, you know, when, when I was sort of scrubbing the bats out at uh, some park, you know, across my mind, and one day I'd be, you know, at Anfield lifting, lifting the, uh, the Premier League, and of course, like it's better, like I said, there's better players than me who've, who've not got near it, you know, but uh, I was I was part of, you know, an integral part, I would say, of a very good, a very good side, you know, I played with, and I, I played my part in it. I, I knew that there's, there's moments where you realise you have to sacrifice yourself a little bit, and, you know, I would give Jason Wilcox on, on the left left side, he's, you know, sometimes forgotten that he was absolutely immense that season. And we did it. We both knew we had a defensive job to do as well. I mean, we, we were very difficult to break down. And we, were, we were quick and fast going forward, you know, but we put, the work, we put a lot of effort into it. We, we realised that if I knew, if I, if I wanted to stay in that team, I had to do the, 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 the speed work as well as, as, the, as the nice stuff as well. How much was it a blow when Kenny, Kenny left? I mean, he said he was going and he didn't go, but. Well, I think Kenny's a, Kenny's a very smart and clever man in, in the, and streetwise as well. And he knew, he, he knew that you know, a club like uh, Blackburn, it's been proved with Leicester, you know, clubs like Blackburn and Leicester, they can have the moment, but the moment is very unlikely to last, you know, because the, the, the big clubs just up the game again. Shea left as well, the years it fell apart quite quickly after that. Um, I mean, I say it fell apart. We were playing, playing the Premier League. I mean, I played only season six, seven season. I didn't finish. I was at the top six. You know, it was like fourth, second, first, fifth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be well happy with that, with that now, wouldn't you? you know? So uh, there were successful times at Blackburn, but we couldn't, we couldn't recreate uh, that momentum of the first two or three years when I was there. How did you feel when you got the nod for England? How did you find out what you call it? I can't remember now, to be honest. Um, it was a weird one because um, the first time I got the first time I got called for England, uh, it was the last game of uh, um, uh, what's his phrase? Yeah, sure. Turner's uh, reign as, as England manager, and you know, if if I could have been called up for one game, it wouldn't have been that game against San Marino. But when someone calls you and says you're in the England squad, you're not going to argue, right? So, uh, but to be fair, I didn't truly feel that I merited to be in the squad at that point, that particular point in time. I think I got, got in the squad on the back of Shearer's success. To be honest, the person who should have been selected at that time was Jason Wilcox, because um, he was the one who was probably in better form than I was at, at that particular time. Um, when I was selected again, by Glenn Hoddle, which was, uh, I was in my 30s, at that point in time I was playing the best football in my life, and I genuinely felt that I was I merited to be in the, in the side of the world. I was playing under Roy Hodgson at Blackburn, and I was playing out of skin, so I felt confident that I, I, I felt justified in being in the squad in the, the second time. 
what was the situation? We played against uh, San Marino in '93, and Moldova got the, yeah. the shout. San Marino was the famous match where England conceded. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, I lined up in, it was in Bologna, and I lined up on the right wing, and I hadn't moved, and the ball was in the back of our net. We were 1-0 down to San Marino, you know, you couldn't make it up. I just watched the ball go back from our kickoff, and Stuart Paisley, the short match last year.
we're going to win because nobody can, nobody's better than us. And that's a fantastic feeling. And then the other feeling is, as being a young man, that, that era, the 86 to 89-ish era from Middlesbrough when it was just all new and all wonderful and, and just with some brilliant guys, you know, went on and had fabulous careers and just just good times, you know. Who was your best captain you played under? Best captain? Um, probably Tim Sherwood. I think he was, he was, he was a good captain off the pitch as well. He was, he was a good conjugate between the management and the players and all the rest of it. So, he, he, yeah, he was, he was very good. Who was your most difficult opponent?
keep progressing. But uh, you know, I think he's, like I said, I was dad's son too with a pinch of salt, but I think he's a very, very good goalkeeper and he, and he could go a long way. It's like watching him. It's horrendous. <laughs> it's absolutely horrendous watching a goalkeeper. It's, it's not, it's, you know, yeah. you make a mistake as an outfield player, like I say, you can run after it and make amends, make, make a mistake as a goalie, it's more often than not, it's back of the net, isn't it? And uh, so it's, 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 it's good that I can talk to him about my experience with football too, you know, because psychologically, uh, goalkeeping is, is a difficult position, isn't it? You know, you've got to have a very, you've got to create a very sort of tough core. To, to be able to deal with, because every goalkeeper will make mistakes, the best goalkeepers in the world will make mistakes, it's how you react after the mistake, isn't it? And, and it's kind of getting the age now, isn't it, where he wants to be playing regular first Yeah, he wants to, well, this is why. He's had two good years. Yeah, he's now. got 100 games under his belt now, you know, he's got he's got some good experience, and he went, he, you know, he's, he's been prepared to go to a foreign country, he's gone to Sweden, played for Ostersund, I don't know whether you Keeping up with Austin's over there is absolutely flying at the moment. You know, the two the other day with Atletico Bilbao. Yeah, and, and, there, yeah, yeah. They, they've got some very, very good players. And it shouldn't, you know, uh, it shouldn't be sneering at the standard of football that they're playing. You know, they're, they're playing some very good stuff. He went more than well, did well there. He's had a fabulous season at Bournemouth. So he's accumulated a lot, quite a lot of experience. Um, just, you know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a player. You know, I'm quite proud of him in the way, in the sense that he's not prepared to just sit and pick up his paper packet, and, and you know, he wants to be out there and, and, and play. So it's, it's good. And he managed to get the contract situation resolved in the summer, so he's, co he's committed to Middlesbrough. He's committed to Middlesbrough for, for another three years now. So um, yeah, and uh, well, the two minutes, as we got it sorted in the end, and uh, he's. Uh, for and what are you doing with yourself these days for those people who don't know? Um, well, I'm sort of semi-retired. I do uh, a bit of work for the FA, uh, doing their disciplinary uh, commissions and stuff like that. Is that what, what does that involve? Um, well, it's, 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 it involves a lot of things. It's, it's dealing with uh, you know, gambling issues, um, drugs in sport, disciplinary issues on the pitch, off the pitch, so I'm part of like a, a pool of uh, pool of guys who, who sit on commissions who, who uh, you know, look into these issues for, for, for you know, footballers. Does that involve your legal training? Because I know you've got, you've got yeah. legal background, haven't you? Yeah, so I mean, I think you know, it's like a three-man commission and you can, the, the commission's made up of uh, sometimes a chairman who has legal background and the, the wingmen is after about football so I can sort of sit in two of the three seats so I get uh, you know, a nice flow of work from, from that. Okay, so Stuart, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much. Pleasure, mate. Cheers, appreciate that.